Well, if the ACC were to actually full-on collapse, would that, ha- would that actually help the Pac-12? Only a little bit. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights free, but Pack 2 dominated and beloved Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review, please. And thank you wherever you listen to or watch the show, which today is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, use code Locked On College for $20 off your very first purchase so acc pac 12 washington's dilemma and some potpourri all coming up on a today's show but th- this possibility keeps getting kicked around because we don't have resolution yet on uh, the acc potentially crumbling because florida state isn't very happy they went out of the conference and i i don't think there's a lot of inherent logic in them actually wanting that but the reality is They are in that situation. They are publicly saying, yeah, we would like to be out of this conference. They're suing the conference, and we'll see if that comes to fruition. And if Florida State is able to leave, well, other schools could follow suit. You could see Miami try to get into the Big Ten of the SEC. You could see North Carolina. You could see, you know, Clemson, for instance, trying to, you know, go elsewhere in this realignment world because of the ACC's grant of rights, which is all tricky. And there's a clause in 2027 and, you know, blah, 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 and everything like that. But let's let the courts figure that out. That's what the lawyers are there to do is actually, you know, make use of the billable hours and and such. And I, I presume they're going to do their best to do that, especially on the Florida State side. But the ACC not going to just roll over there. But let's say the unlikely comes to fruition. I do think it's unlikely that Florida State is actually able to get out of the ACC if it were possible it might have been attempted in a more serious way before this. And I also think that they wouldn't face as many hurdles as they reportedly do face. So I think that that's, uh, that's the first thing to, to recognize there. I would also point out that in the course of all of this college realignment over the last you know couple of years, really, the unlikely scenarios have come to fruition on more than one occasion. So if you're the Pac-12, and really the Pac-2, Oregon State and Washington State, and you're looking to try to one day rebuild the conference, which I think is in their best interests. I, I think having the premier you know, non-power conference, and you can debate uh, till the cows come home as to what constitutes a power conference in that, in that particular conversation, you can look at building the best non-power conference as a distinct advantage as it pertains to college football in the 12-team era. In the world in which you were going to have 12 teams making the playoff and the highest ranked group of five conference champion, yeah, if the Pac-12, even if it's deemed a group of five conference, which it would be, I think that that is still a worthwhile endeavor because it gives you better access to what the ultimate goal is in the sport, and that's trying to win a national championship. So. I think that for Oregon State and Washington State, as they ponder all this sort of stuff and try to make sense of it all, I I think that for the ACC to collapse, it'd be unlikely, as I said. But if it does happen, it helps the Pac-2 a little bit. It helps them a little bit, but not a ton, because the number of schools that could then become available to add to the conference, I think, is three. I think there are, in, in reality, three schools 
that would suddenly become targets for the Pac-2 to add. And remember, this could all play out in the Pac-2's favor. The Pac-2 is not in a rush at this point in time to add schools to their conference. It's not, we got to find a league by February. We got to do it by June. We got it. They've got two years to try and figure this out. So they can just sit back, let the dominoes fall, let the landscape that has already screwed them to this point and put them in this precarious position. They can let that affect other schools and other teams and then decide, okay, here's how we act in our best interests going forward. And so for, for the pack two, the three schools that would make the most sense immediately are Cal Stanford and SMU. Now SMU had a meeting with Pac-12 commissioner, who is still the commissioner of the conference, by the way. We'll talk about him later in today's show. George Klyavkov, all the way back sometime in the haze of the summer. And so they had a meeting with him because they were an expansion target, as they should have been. And if you go back and listen to those shows, uh, what I was lobbying for at the time was an expansion move of Boise State, Fresno State, San Diego State, and SMU. Those would have been my preferred four get the pack back to uh, you know 14 teams back when Colorado was still at least loosely interested in hanging around. But that time has, of course, come and gone, or, or has it? Because SMU has made it very clear. Their willingness to take zero, count them zero, media rights dollars and just backfill it with donor revenue is, first of all, an insane proposition, but it's college sports, college athletics, colleges in general, there's a lot of money in play, but there's... <laughs> a lot at SMU, but it also represents the desire, the desire to be one of the big players. And SMU once upon a time was a big player in college football. They are not currently, though they just won the American Conference, which is a fantastic achievement, might I add. They should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, but they are not. And their willingness to go into the ACC for $0 in media rights revenue shows you they want to play at the highest level and possibly fought. If you're looking build the pack and the ACC is imploding yet SMU is definitely on your list of teams to add because that was always one of the top expansion targets if that then becomes available yeah that's a team that you would absolutely go after Cal and Stanford might not have any other place where they'd feel comfortable going I mean the Big Ten would be their desired home because of their academic standards but that's clearly not going to happen. There was never any, I don't think, legitimate interest. Like there was a vetting that was done of Cal and Stanford by the Big Ten, you know, over the course of, of the summer and whatnot, well, over the last year and change. But I don't think that the Big Ten was ever serious about Cal and Stanford because they were making, you know, football driven uh, realignment moves, which are still voted on by presidents, lest we forget. But I think that those three schools would all, for different reasons, make sense. And by the way, suddenly you'd be looking at a stacked, kind of stacked conference in there. Now, SMU, unproven at the Power 5 level, but very proven at the Group of 5 level, which is, you know, it would be a weird kind of in-between place with Cal and Stanford in there and, you know, the money that those schools have compared to what some Group of 5 schools have. Yeah, th those are Power 5 schools. They're, they're going to play in a Power Conference, by the way. So if you can add two Power teams and then, a very prominent group of five team. That's a move that would certainly appeal to you as the pack. But if you were able to somehow in this potentially, you know, Heath Ledger, Joker, chaos scenario, get those three schools, two of them to come back and one of them uh, to come into your conference, then suddenly 
a conference with those two, you'd put SMU with Tulane, almost certainly. You could maybe add two more schools from the American, or maybe you'd just go those two, the two former PAC schools, the current PAC two. There's six teams right there, and then just go clean out the Mountain West. And then, you know, when the Mountain West media deal expires in a couple of years, say, hey, Fox and uh, CBS, do you want to go for the Mountain West or do you want to go for this new entity that has all the Mountain West teams that you actually cared about, plus all of us who you were also in some form or fashion uh, willing or not as willing uh, in some cases to pay for as power schools or that you were considering power schools with, uh, you know, X, Y and Z major media markets. So I think that that is an intriguing proposition. Does it, you know, radically change the picture? No, I don't think so, because you don't have a football power that's coming in there. I mean, Stanford and Cal at the moment are bottom tier football brands in the Pac-12, though Cal just had a winning, not a winning season. They lost their bowl game, but they got into a bowl game. But they're, you know, they've been middle of the road, you know, at best over the last six, seven years under Justin Wilcox. So I think that it it helps. It's marginal the amount that it helps, but it, it certainly would be a move in the right direction. I don't think it guarantees, you know, power status. I, I think that's perhaps an interesting conversation to have. But I, I think that for for the Pac-2, that would be not a dream scenario per se, but it would be probably the best scenario available to them as the realignment dominoes continue to fall. They all fell in a big way in the Pac-12 back in August, and we've got some things to discuss on that particular matter. We've also got to discuss game time because that is the best spot to get tickets to whatever next uh, event you are going to go to, whether that's sports, music, comedy, theater, anything near you. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And they've got deals right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts, they're always trying to save you money. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Create an account. Use code Locked On College. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so there was this fascinating piece in uh, the Seattle Times that um, I'm going to get to the mailbag a little bit later in the show because there were some great questions on the ACC stuff, but I wanted to talk about this too because. Uh, to say this was fascinating, to say the least. The Seattle Times had, and Mike Varell contributed to the report, uh, really, really well laid out, had a whole bunch of text messages and timelines and all this sort of stuff from, you know, what went down back in August, how it went down in the communications uh, amongst the powers that were, but no longer really are, in the Pac-12. So Anna Marie Couchy is the name uh, that you have to know here. That's the president of the University of Washington. And she was a big subject of uh, this particular article because she was at the center of the Pac-12's demise post-USC and UCLA leaving. And, and that, you know, is a narrative online that I don't see enough pushback on. So let me push back on it for just a moment. There are these, you know, because of an article like this or, you know, Washington and Oregon, oh, they, they killed the Pac-12 and they did all this sort of stuff. 
let us not forget the original culprit in all of this usc and fox like don't don't make any bones about it here you can look at washington and say they you know didn't like the apple deal or all that sort of stuff they were in self-preservation mode they were not in we don't want to be in this conference anymore and this article lays that out you can choose to believe the quotes from anna marie couchy in here i do if you don't i understand it but here's it i'll, I'll kind of give you the cliff notes here so Couchy legitimately did not want the Pac-12 to die. Like she was, I think, anxious about it and not on the front lines lobbying for it. And the reason I know that is because there has been absolutely positively no reporting of Washington wanting to end the Pac-12 or leave the Pac-12 prior to the departure of USC and UCLA. When those schools left, that's when they got put into scramble mode, survival mode, self-preservation, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that she wanted it to go away, but she was in this really tricky situation in which she was both a chair of the Pac-12 president's you know, board, and it's a rotating role in, in terms of who's in charge. So she's chair of the Pac-12 board and president of the University of Washington. So she had to wear a lot of different hats. So uh, another thing that stood out here is Colorado Phil Stefano, the chancellor at, 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 uh, at CU, broke up with George Klyovkov and the Pac-12 over text. Didn't even call. Oh, boy. I, I haven't been dumped via text before. It wouldn't, it wouldn't feel great. I had a friend recently who was broken up with via text. Wasn't happy about it. Like for my buddy, you know, like she texts him like, oh, by the way, this is uh, not happening anymore. I was like, eh, really, really? That's 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 uh, that's a little shallow. Like, come on now. But anyway, uh, so that was one thing that stood out. Another one is uh, at one point in time, there was a board meeting in which the agenda item was to vote on the addition of just San Diego State to the Pac-12 to replace Colorado. That was a thing. That is how close it got. And then that meeting didn't come to fruition and uh, things continued to spiral spiral from there. Neither Anna Marie Couchy, the Washington president, nor Jen Cohen, then athletic director, now athletic director at USC, of course, liked the, the media rights deal from Apple. And their fear was in the short term. The Utah president thought it had upside. The Utah president, of course, played a role in all of this in you know putting the 50 million dollar number out there with George Klyovkov and everything like that um so that part was a little bit uh, ironic but the fear at least amongst the people at the University of Washington and the leaders there and the decision makers was mm, don't like what the deal is going to mean financially in the short term we can't guarantee the subscribers the exposure and everything like that um they did say that a 30 million dollar a year deal from Apple with regular games on linear so a combo would have been considered i think that's them trying to save face i don't think they were ever going to be in on a deal that was primarily with apple even if there were a handful of games on linear television they just weren't ready to make that jump and i understand it in five to ten years we might look back and say yeah yeah having all your games on streaming just not that ridiculous but now Right now, I, I, I just um, I don't think they were willing to make that jump. And I mean, that's a that's a big thing to do. So then it got to the really interesting part. 
that I mentioned earlier, and that was the duality of roles that Anna Marie Couchy had to play. So Couchy, at the same time, was assuring Pac-12 colleagues, there was some reporting going around about, you know, the presidents felt that they were united, that they were together, that they were pursuing a deal, that they were going to sign a deal. Couchy was one of the people going around and telling people, hey, we're together, we're good, we're going to, you know, we want to make this work, we want to keep the Pac-12 going. While she was fielding offers from Apple, trying to maybe up the media rights valuation from their deal and reaching out to the Big Ten. That was happening all at once. I'm going to say that one more time. She was, at the same time, assuring Pac-12 colleagues that the league is going to work to survive, fielding better offers potentially from Apple, and talking to the Big Ten all at once. That's a pretty tough spot to be in. And she ends up getting her team uh, to the Big Ten. She sent a text to of uh, Arizona State, the president, to say, quote, to not believe everything you read as there were rumors of a, you know, of $40 million a year offer uh, for Oregon and Washington to join the Big Ten. Those were swirling around. And she texted him, don't believe everything you read. And then, of course, they ended up joining the Big Ten. And um, everything really did fall apart in the waning moments. Like, it came so close. We were so close to the Pac-9 hanging on for dear life with a television deal based with Apple. And then it didn't come to fruition because they didn't like that deal enough. That's what it came down to. Oregon and Washington both looked at the Apple deal and said, nope, we're not comfortable with that. Even though financially it could get them past the Big 12, I think pretty easily, they just weren't comfortable with it. So that's kind of how that uh, how that all went down. I thought that was interesting. And so I shared here on the show. Here's something interesting, a question that came in from Will. Spencer, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. What if the ACC breaks up and or loses teams? Pac-2 can join the remaining ACC and add San Diego State and Fresno State. Do not leave out Boise State in that conversation. The Pacific Division would consist of Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, San Diego State, and Fresno State. You would Again, you would just have to include Boise in there. There's no way you wouldn't. The Atlantic Division would consist of the remaining ACC teams. Of course, it would need to be balanced. A conference like this might entice Utah and Arizona State or other schools to join. All Pacific teams would play each other every year and alternate playing Atlantic teams. Same goes for the Atlantic teams. At the end of the season, the top Pacific team plays the top Atlantic team for the conference championship. Also, the ACC network has much better coverage than the Pac-12 network. Would something like this save the conference? Just an idea. What do you think? Well, it sounds really like a merger of, of the two leagues. And that's something that I find to be highly unlikely. I don't know why the ACC, if it were to lose teams, it would, it would definitely depend on how many teams, right? So let's say for instance, in the ACC, you had, you know, Florida state breaks away and they take with them Miami, Clemson, Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia, which is a big time school. And let's say they all get into the big 10, just, just as a hypothetical, the remaining teams, you wouldn't have a bunch of premier brands, but you would have teams that are widely considered to be power schools because they would be. So would that be enough? Would that save the conference? 
Well, I'll share more thoughts on that, as always, after I tell you that you can save bowl season. I don't think it needs saving, but to some people it does. You can do that and save the interest you've got for it over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. This is seriously the best way to make bowl season more interesting. Some people think it's meaningless. I do not. I do not subscribe to that particular notion. USC thumped Louisville. I thought that had some implications in the college football world and the discussion of the greatest sport on earth. Just saying. It did. But if you didn't think so and you wanted to make it more exciting, FanDuel's a great way to do it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season today. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Alrighty, so uh, continuing with this question from Will, the the schools that would remain, you know, Pitt Pitt would have to join the Big Twelve if if those were the schools that were left. But you'd be looking at, you know, the Boston colleges of the world. Um, gosh, the ACC's got a bunch of random teams, but uh, like I I think it's an interesting idea. It would certainly be you know, the best for those teams to join forces at that point in time. The question is who gets to lead? I, I mean, I can't imagine Oregon state and Washington state are keen on George Klyovkov or can make a very good pitch for him because what exactly is a pitch for a guy who oversaw the downfall of a 108 year old conference? He was not solely responsible. He was certainly one of the individuals that was in the mix, but would the PAC 12 go away? Or would the ACC and the Pac-12 exist separately? Would it just be a scheduling alliance? Would it actually be a merger? I don't know. Um, would it entice Utah and Arizona State to to join? Gosh almighty. I mean, let me let me pull up the – just so I don't forget anybody, let me pull up the, the teams in the ACC real quick just so I can, you know – have a have a clear understanding of everybody that that is in there. Um, you know this this conference again. I think one way or the other would have Cal, Stanford, and uh, and SMU in it. But I mean, NC State that's pretty good. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia. Well, no, Virginia would be gone. Like I said, Wake Forest. I think Pitt would go to the Big Twelve. I think it would depend on who you could nab. You know who'd be in there. But I mean, you know having an Atlantic coastal division i guess i don't really love divisions though so i'm not wild about that particular concept but you could keep it mostly regional right if you have you know four teams out west i mean heck i'm just i'm just spitballing here which is a lot of what this show is and hey your show's been doing all right so um here i go what if you had four teams out west oregon state washington state stanford cal what if you had four teams in the middle that were you know, Fresno State would be out west, but Fresno State, Boise State, and then you had uh, Tulane and SMU. And then out east, you had NC State, who had a nice season, by the way, 9-3 and three in the regular season. Um, Their coach does a nice, nice job. I think DJ Doran is his name. I'd have to double-check that. But, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Louisville feels like they'd be bound for the Big 12, at least to me. I think Pitt would be with them. 
uh, everybody else, you know, it would be NC State, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. So that'd be, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, <laughs> four, four, and six. You have a 14 team conference, it would spread the entire country. You, you have to imagine ESPN would, you know, make an offer on the league. I don't think it'd be a very big offer, but could it be an offer? Could you get a media deal? Yeah. I, I mean, I would think so because suddenly ESPN wouldn't have the content that the ACC was giving them. Well, they don't want to just not have college football content. College football is taken off like a rocket ship in terms of television numbers. Um, you know, you threw out San Diego state and Fresno state again, I, you know, Boise would be the priority over Fresno for sure. But I don't know that San Diego state would get left out of there. That would depend on how many teams the schools want to have in the conference. But yeah, I, I think it's an interesting idea. I think it's an interesting idea because if the ACC were to truly implode, then ESPN suddenly becomes a pretty logical media rights partner there. So yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be kind of open to that. Um, Hey Spencer, here's a take with the ACC crumbling, uh, maybe three or more teams possibly exiting out of the uh, AAC, the American Conference. Do you think the Pac-2 could be invited there uh, to the ACC, to the AAC, or to the ACC, or is the AAC will be like the Pac-12 finished? Or will Cal and Stanford come back crawling and begging to the Pac-2? Or could there be more shakeup uh, to come by uh, realignment football, by realignment of college football? Bit of a jumbled question in there, but he's asking about the American Conference, kind of what role they play in all this stuff. So the Americans' most appealing teams at the moment are a combination of uh, Tulane, Memphis, maybe South Florida, just because they, they're they over in the state of Florida. Uh, they also just made a big investment in their football stadium. We'll see if it actually yields results. By the way, South Florida just blanked a – power four team i put that in air quotes because that's a designation they got but syracuse was a six and six power four team power five team this year usf south florida was a six and six group of five team and they drubbed them 45 to nothing so maybe south florida is on the up and up i don't know maybe cal mccord is the savior at syracuse i don't know we'll have to find out that's a fascinating conversation but i think that for the american conference it, it's a league that has a commissioner, Mike Oresco, who was the commissioner of the Big East when it fell apart, uh, you know, football wise way back in the day, which was a shame, but it still exists for basketball. But so, you know, he, he understands the landscape of college football. He doesn't try to be something he's not. Mike Oresco is a good commissioner. He does a good job. He's got an Army Navy in there now and having that game as a part of the league. Yes, yeah, so that's that's a moneymaker right there. People watch Army Navy. I watch Army Navy every year and I'm. Uh, you know, did not attend a, a military institution. So uh, I, I think that for the the American Conference, they have some teams in there that, you know, just came in from Conference USA, teams like UTSA, you know, the, the Roadrunners, meet me. And I think that they have a, some intriguing brands and markets that are still, you know, kind of trying to find their footing uh, and haven't quite done so just yet. But if you're if you're the Pac-2 and you're looking to rebuild, there are teams in the American that appeal. And, and by the way, UTSA is one of them because UTSA, good football program. Jeff Trailer, good head coach. So 
think that for for the American conference, sorry if I'm getting like a little bit away from your your question. I talked about some of it earlier, but if 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 they have a couple of options out of the American conference, yeah. Yeah, you you you'd pursue that particularly Tulane and maybe Memphis, depending on how the geography works. You know, the I like the idea I kind of came up with on the fly, thanks to a question from uh, from Will earlier, and that was West Coast, center of the country, East Coast. Uh, it's intriguing to say the least. This question from Big Rig U. Another question: How about uh, to move Boise State? Oh, how about the move Boise State managed to pull off with the 2024 scheduling agreement in getting both Oregon State and Washington State to Boise State for Boise State home games in 2024? Boise State folks have to be thrilled with that one. Yeah, so this is what I'm talking about. You know, when there was a question earlier in the show that was mentioning San Diego State and Fresno State, but not Boise State, Boise State was going to leave the Mountain West once upon a time. Then they decided not to. And as a result, they got unequal revenue sharing from their conference. So they get a little bit more than everybody else because they bring in a little bit more. So this is the power of Boise State. They don't have a big major media market. There are not a lot of people in the state of Idaho to begin with. But Boise State's brand far outperforms their their, their media market. It, it's just the way that it is and always will be because of what they were. Like they're kind of the OG college football Cinderella. I mean, my favorite college football game to watch of all time was the 2007 Fiesta Bowl. It's the craziest game I've ever watched. I was not there in person, but watching on TV, as you all remember, it was absolutely bonkers. So I think that Boise State, you know, getting a favor from the Mountain West, given that they've got unequal revenue sharing, is not that surprising. And is also, you know, the fact that the Beavs and Cougs were willing to go there is a testament to the fact that Boise State's brand, even though they haven't been what they were, they're the Mountain West champions this year. They've got their head coach now, and their brand remains very strong. And the respect and pedigree that that program commands, that is not something that is just gone by the wayside. That still carries some serious cachet in college football. And I think that it's just you know another example of that. But I, I think that going to Boise, not going to be easy. Historically, never has been uh, for many of Pac-12 teams. And it's not always easy to host, host Boise State either. But... I think that Oregon State and Washington State both going there, uh, you know, could be a product of scheduling and past matchups because, you know, Oregon State's been going there. Um, I think they owed them a game, uh, Oregon State perhaps did, from the 2022 season when Boise came to Reeser. But then this year, Oregon State played San Diego State and San Jose State. So they might have owed them a return game. And then it happened to be that Washington State just, uh, you know, had that matchup in Boise rather than uh, in Pullman. So, uh, by the way, last thing, uh, the Pac-12 is now 2-2 two and two in bowl season. USC beat Louisville in the Holiday Bowl 42-28. to 28. For all the people that were saying, well, but Florida State, they beat Louisville. That's a 7-5 and five USC team with a backup quarterback. Beat Louisville by two touchdowns. I'm just going to leave it at that. Appreciate you listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.